Welcome to Running On Purpose, a weekly podcast dedicated to training the body, the mind, and the soul for what the race requires. My name is Steve, and I shall be your host. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Running On Purpose. Kristen and I are in lockdown, like many of the rest of you are in lockdown. Like almost everybody's in lockdown. Yeah. I mean, technically, we're not in Kyle. We live in Hayes County, which is a suburb, a south, a county south of Travis. Travis, which is where Austin, Texas resides. So, but we're already been sheltering in place for a good. I bit. mean, it's kind of our normal state of being, <laughs> minus some of us who've lost our jobs. <laughs> yeah. So last week, I refrained from putting out an episode because I was hoping to do a coronavirus special, um, and then I just thought. I had a lot of ideas and thoughts that I'd put together and just I just felt like there was a lot of hysteria and maybe I was being hysterical as well. And I don't mean hysteria from the perspective of just screaming and yelling to make a noise, but that everyone was looking for advice from a wide variety in a lot of different places. And I just didn't think that I was bringing anything special to the cause. So I just kind of kept a little bit of radio silence. I thought about putting out another episode that I already had in the can, but I decided I would just leave that alone because it might seem even more incongruous to have a a random episode. So we just decided to take a little break for a week, let everybody calm down. And then Kristen and I decided we would cut this episode where we would just kind of talk through, number one, our initial experiences, thoughts on where we're at, and then um, have some suggestions like we usually do on ways to manage and handle um, ourselves during this time frame, as as runners specifically, and the challenges that we might have. We're not going to come away with a lot of uh, real pointed and specific recommendations, but just more to be giving you our thoughts and ideas and and hopefully to help you feel like you've got others who understand where you're coming from. And hopefully you'll feel... Uh, supported in this episode. At least that's our hope. Um, And in the weeks to come, I'll be doing some episodes that are related to how to handle your training and manage your training, both psychologically, you know, both your mind, your body, and your soul. Um, But this is sort of like initial reflections, initial thoughts, and where we think we're going and where we suggest others might go. Um, Some of these maybe open questions that don't get answered, maybe there'll be answers, maybe... There's a lot of wait and see, isn't there, Kristen? There's a lot of what's, we don't really know exactly what's going on, and it seems like early days. Yeah, I think that's kind of the scary part. Um, as a as a human, as a mom, you know, as a parent, as a runner, like, we don't really know what to expect. If you would have told me two weeks ago that um, that we wouldn't be able to be outside except for exercising and going to get essential goods like I don't know that I would have believed you so it's there's a lot that we don't know there are conflicting reports um I sort of feel like the Imperial College released a report that that sounds pretty scientifically sound and some of that seems very ominous and scary so um yeah I don't know I I'm trying to not spend a whole lot of time dwelling on the things that I can't control right Right, and, and I imagine a lot of people are. How do you feel about the 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 way that your local government 
has handled this and the way that you feel like you're been being given the best information you can and the best and that you're and how do you feel about the choices you have to make and 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 all of that because that's a thing a thing I think a lot of people are dealing with is how do they handle something that seems just so out of bounds and crazy and 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 deal with that and and where do they look to for help where do we where do we suggest you know yeah i think i think so many of us have so much on our plate right now as far as like stress levels go whether you're worried about um long term and short term financial sub- stability and security and i being more liberal than the most liberal democrat out there and the first one to feel critical and frustrated with our government. However, um, during from the federal level, from the federal, yeah, we we, well, we have a pretty conservative governor too. So yeah, I mean, we live in this little oasis, this little liberal oasis in Austin, or just outside of Austin. But um, you know, as far as from a local government, as I think, everyone's just doing the best that they can, and. I have to operate under that assumption that people are doing the best that they can and it does not do me any good to spend my time being hypercritical of um, of the situation that our government is in right now. And not that I agree with every choice that we're making, I don't, but um, there's not anything I can do about it save for writing my local senators and representatives um otherwise i can i can do what i can do at home and um you know for me a big part of this is when i think about what is going on on a global level i have this visceral feeling that we are being called to stillness and on a spiritual and mental and emotional level right? Um, the way that we operate as a society is not sustainable. It is not sustainable economically. It is not sustainable spiritually. It is not sustainable from a capitalistic perspective. Like it is not well, ecologically. It's absolutely not. It is not. And, our and health, I think there's a common agreement to that. Our healthcare system, as we are beginning to see is not sustainable. None of it is sustainable. Um, we could spend a lot of time talking about how we feel politically about all of those things. However, I'm pretty sure a lot of people would agree that our life is chaotic and it is full of commute and work and pay bills and stress and stress and stress. Unless you are like, you know, you and I are very, very blessed to be, to have the jobs that we have. You know, we both do things that we absolutely love, um, but because of that, but you don't have a job. I don't right now, right? As <laughs> Not of anymore. as of a week ago, um, uh, Kristen's a massage therapist, and they were they were shut down, um, obviously by the state government, and to to as as. We all understand why that is. Right. But. Yeah, I'm not I'm not angry about that. I mm-hmm. don't necessarily want to be putting my hands on people's bodies um, when they're super infectious. But um, no, I, I think that now is a time to really reflect on where we are as a society and where we'd like to go with all of this. Um, and really, I think it's a time to go inward. You know, I'm seeing all of these people and I, I'm guilty of it too, right? I'm bored, so I'm 
perusing, I spend way too much time on social media and I'm aware of that. And we all have those things that we need to be better at. But I think how many times in your day-to-day life do you say, you being the average you, um, well, I, I, I really wanted to start meditating, but I just don't have enough time. Or, you know, I want to, I, I love riding my bike with my kid, but I just don't have enough time. I really wanted to take this online course, but I don't have enough time. I don't have enough time. I don't have enough time. And it's like a lot of people and not everybody, but a lot of people have been given this opportunity where we are now, we have time on our hands. Um, and there's not, and I want to acknowledge the people who are in a space where they're so flailing financially that they are having to figure out what to do for income, that they don't have the luxury that you and I have to just sit still and find silence and meditate more. Um, I'm not, I'm not unaware of, of that, but for a lot of us, um, if you find yourself in that space, I really encourage you to take the time to be still and be quiet, to make a list, to go inward, to do things. What would you make a list of when you say make a list? Um, have you been wanting to meditate more? Have you been wanting to try out meditation, yoga? Um, you know, when I think about runners, I think about, and I was this way for a long time, um, our sport by nature is very, um, unbalanced. We don't have balance or flexibility in our hips and our hamstrings, um, our shoulders, like nothing in a runner has mobility and balance and grace. Well, maybe some grace, right? But certainly not balance for most runners that I know, especially if you're the runner who runs X number of miles per week and like, has a like full-time job. Like 60, 70. Right. And, yeah. and has a full-time job and has kids. So you don't have the ability or time to, you know, get regular massage, do regular ice baths or like whatever. And so I think, you know, I went through this the last week and a half or so, you know, Steve, when all this started happening, I was just like so tired I have more time on my hands than I know what to do with. And I would go out for a run. I'm sleeping more, but I'm just so tired. My body's exhausted. And I think about, okay, this is stress taking its toll, right? It's I'm tired because I also spent like significantly more time on your phone. Yes. Stressed out, freaking out, looking for, looking for research, looking for data, looking for information to try to, put yourself at ease and to put your family in a place of the best information. Yeah. I mean, especially because I have, you know, I have a three and a half year old and it's like, okay, I need to be up to date on what all of the research, what all of the scientific literature is saying about how this is affecting children. Um, Does that evolve? And so I think I just spent a week and a half incessantly searching for answers and my body felt the toll of it. And I think I told you a few days ago, I'm taking a little while and I'm not training. Like that is absolutely what my spirit feels called to do. I will wake up and I will run, but where I normally would run 10 to 12, maybe 14 miles in a day. Like the other day I ran five 
and absolutely accepting and grateful and happy with that. And it was all easy. And I think, I think right now runners just need to be aware of a couple of things, right? Going back to the list is we have the ability to find balance in our training. You know, you and I talk a lot about training. Have you, do you have this niggle or little injury that has been persistent for months or weeks that won't go away because you keep training through it? Take a couple days, take a week, stay off of it, cross train, do something else. See if it'll go away. Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. Like, But give your body the space and time to do the things it's been asking you for. Maybe you have no hip mobility and that affects your long runs, right? Like your hips lock up at the end of a really long run. Maybe you spend time working on your mobility. Maybe you are having knee issues because you have really bad, really weak glutes. Work on your glute strength. Pick up a slam ball, throw it around. Do some transverse movements, like work on your strength. Where can you... Where can you go deeper to be a more rounded and better athlete? And that's just on the physical level. And so then where can you go deeper to be a more well-rounded human? Where can you find space and stillness in all of this? Where can you find your ability to be resilient? Where can you find what it is you're being called to do at the moment. And that sounds like, I don't know, it sounds really woo-woo, but I guess that's just sort of the way that I'm approaching this right now. Well, everybody's dealing with change. That's just, that is a, there's no doubt that every single human being, that every person that's listening to this is dealing with some level of change. If you are still working, thanks to all our, all the people who are in the first, our first line of defense with our doctors and um, nurses and people who are in the space of being um, first responders to this, we really appreciate you and we're thankful that you're in your place. But the rest of us have had, they have change. We also have change in the sense that, you know, some of us are sitting at home more. Um, some of us are having to deal with childcare in a, in a real way and balance and full-time job at the same time in an unusual circumstance. So there is epic amounts of change that are happening in all of our lives. We have to recognize that. And to be in a space where you're saying, I'm going to train exactly the same way I've been training before, I give a lot, I, I hear you and I'm there with you. I understand why you're in that space, but you need to stop. You need to take a deep breath. You need to be where you are and recognize where you are. I have some athletes that I work with who are in that space where they're just they just want to continue to grind because the grind is what they know. And I appreciate that and I hold space for it because you that's how you deal with stress. And I hear you and I, and I recognize it. But I think you're going to need to be more adaptive and more flexible. Um, and I think you're never going to have another opportunity to get a pause on a massively chaotic and crazy race stress cycle that most of our listeners are in. Most of our listeners are looking at another race and another race and another race. And there's not another race coming right down the pipe. Yeah, like, I mean, how many of your athletes have trained cycle after cycle after cycle? Many. I mean, even us, we raced a marathon. Now, granted, we blew up and had a not great experience, but seven days later, six days later, I did, what, 16 or 18 miles. And I 
not that that's necessarily a bad thing, but you do have athletes and I do have teammates and we know tons of people who just do cycle after cycle after cycle without taking any kind of break. And I feel like here's a great opportunity to take a break. So I want to give space for the need to stay in a focused and intent way of thinking and way of operating because that's the way that you deal with stress. And I hear you and I want to recognize that, that that's important. Um, But I do think that we have to be aware of the significant change that we're dealing with and to be ready for and prepare for and more extended period of time where we're going to have to be in this adjusted space and how we manage that. So as Kristen said, making a list of a variety of different things that you can focus on gives you the ability, A, to stay in the arena and focused and working towards things that may not be directly associated with a particular time goal in a race. And if you're able to work on um, neuromuscular imbalances, if you're able to work on your speed, if you're able to work on your biomechanics, you're able to work on some specific aspect of your training that you felt like you just couldn't get around to because another race was coming up. There are lots of opportunities when we have change like this that it's important for you to look at physiologically. So having a list or an idea of what that might look like. And then as you said too, Kristen, psychologically, spiritually, this is a stressful, stressful time. Um, Our basic needs are in are threatened some people are feeling like they may not have a home some people are feeling like they're worried about what will happen from a healthcare perspective for themselves and their loved ones people are worried about what's going on from a work perspective their jobs are being affected running is very important but it's not more important than those things and taking a break opening a space for silence and taking some time to regulate your breathing to regulate your mental chatter and what's the best and most effective way to do that i mean i think meditation i do too prayer you can call it i mean it can be prayer it can be just finding whatever that space of stillness is within you and connecting to that absolutely and running and running is a form of prayer but it's certainly not a form of prayer when you're focused on the exact splits that you need to run for the next Eight next four eight hundreds. Correct. That that's the that's the space I think everyone needs to take a break from, um, at least from the perspective of getting those objectives met. You know, I wrote a variety. I completely tossed my whole season as we were going into our taper phase for our for our Boston folks and folks who are at spring marathons. They were getting ready to the the business end of the season, and we just threw those macros out and created new macro cycles based on a variety of different objectives that people might have. One group is a float group. They just don't want any stress, but they want the continuity and consistency of work, of of training. So we gave them some work that they could focus on and do. Another group is still in a pursuit of a goal. They don't want to think that their races aren't going to happen in September and October. And so they're focused and, and intent on That's how they handle their stress in the best and most effective way. But they need to also look at, so we recreated the whole whole cycle for them so that we could all have some kind of ability to place some order in our chaotic world. And the best place to do it is sitting quietly or spending time when you're running where you're not 
acquiring fitness and you're not acquiring a goal time. You're just letting yourself be and to use running as a movement practice rather than an objective for fitness. Yeah, and I want to I want to go back just a little bit and be clear about um, the the things that I feel called to do. I don't necessarily think that everybody needs to take a break. If I were a very financially secure and single individual without a child, um, I would probably dig into my training if I felt like I could do that safely and without a lot of stress. Like, why not? If that is where you can operate in a healthy way, but I am not any <laughs> You're of not those things. You're not currently in that space. I am not any of those things. So for me, it's more the route of stillness and still being active because it's absolutely what I love to do, but just maybe doing it in different ways. So let's talk a little bit about what, what suggestions we would make for folks from a, you know, one of the main things that everyone, the reason why we're all sheltering in place is because we're trying to ethically manage a pand- a potential pandemic a, a a situation where people will many many people are going to get sick and it's, it's feeling pretty pandemic-y right so the you what suggestions are we going to make for folks to help their immune health like you know i i've i did read there are there are scientific studies out there that will tell you that the best thing you need to do is to just run easy and don't do any quality workouts um there are coaches out there saying it's irresponsible to do hard training at this point i, I don't believe that to be true there's also there's also scientific reports that say the most important thing you can do is continue to stress your body and put it in a resilient place where you train hard and you recover and you train hard and you recover. So how do we parse that, those conflicting um, storylines, those conflicting evidence-based reports in, in a real way for athletes that are looking for guidance on how to train? Honestly, the answer is so terribly simple, but not very easy. And I think it is what we have, certainly what I have been preaching for a while, which is those of you who like to read every single article on what every elite athlete in the world does and try to somehow convert that to your own training, like now is the time that you don't do that. You wake up and you listen to your fucking body every day. Like there is one person I think everybody should be listening to right now. And that's Des Linden. Cause she's got the funniest fucking tweets she is that so you can imagine. Funny. But I love her. <laughs> Yeah, but what I'm saying is, you know, we so so often operate in the space of like, well, Elliot Kipchoge does this and he does that. And it's like, he also gets to chill all day and only do those things. Never mind. But I think now it's more important than ever to listen to your body. I mean, you know, we've talked about this a lot. Whether it weakens your immune system or not, like, how do you feel this morning? And also, like, what's the point? Like, do you have to get out there and... And, and hammer out these 5K reps. Like, why? Mm-hmm. If you want to and you feel great, absolutely do it. But if you're not feeling great and you slept like shit because you were up all night reading the news, stressed out, worried, now's the time to listen to that. Yeah. I don't know. I like, and, But that's not always easy to put into practice. Well, it's not. It, it is, though. If people will not have the imperative of an event on their horizon, and if you back away from the event 
focus and you're able to take this time to really check in with your body and listen to it and and the way you do that is really simple you just scan your whole body throughout your run it, and when something flares up you pay attention to it and you you think about what's going on there and then you just go back to a relaxed state of running and then you pay attention to the next part of your body that wakes up and says and tells you something. Maybe your body doesn't tell you anything, but it's just happy and healthy and ready to be alive. Sometimes your body be out there like yours was today, Kristen, where it was like, can we walk for a few minutes? Because this shit does not fly right now. This is not working for me. And what do we do? We stopped and walked for a little bit. So you, you need, because you don't have the imperative of a race right there in front of you, because no one has one right there in front of them, you have the opportunity to really learn how to listen to your body. And no one can tell you how to do it. No one can tell you how to do it. Only you have the ability to translate the information that's going on in your body and learn how to listen to it. And if you take some time to do that now, in whatever ways it, sh it sends you information, and you just keep processing it and processing it, you'll get to the point where you can trust your body where its signals are telling you things that you speak its language. Because right now, many of many athletes do not even speak their body's language. They speak the language of the training program they're on. They speak the language of the specific repetition at the specific pace that they're supposed to do instead of also listening to how their body feels while they're doing it. And maybe five seconds per mile slower is a significantly better pace to be running or five seconds per mile faster, but they can't do that because they're obligated to follow a written out schedule because they've got the imperative of a race looming in front of them. You don't have that now. Now's the time to listen to your body and try to listen to its signals and learn because I can give you a couple of tips about what to do with that. But the fact of the matter is it's still you learning to speak your own language. There is no English, Spanish, Japanese for this. This is what your body tells you in the moment and how you process that information. Yeah, you've asked me that question a lot when I talk about listening to your body and you're like, yeah, but how do we, how do we teach that to people? How do we write about it in an effective way? Can we blog about it? Can we write an essay, a book? Like, what do we do? And it's, th those are all really valid questions, but I feel like you and I both want to answer that question I don't know that there, I don't know that there is a way other than like a few practical tips. Right. But I, and especially in our sport where so many of your athletes and my teammates are that very type a person who needs like, even, I even think about like rounding out your mileage, how like I used to, and I used to be that person too, like rounding out every single mile. And it's like at a certain point, it's 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 okay to just stop at 9.9. Well, it's all it's all random anyway. It's all, it it is. I mean, the moment that no one has measured exact courses done with a wheel. So, if you're in a car measuring your distance, it's not accurate. Right. If you're in using a Google app to do your maps or map my run or Gmaps pedometer, you're not and you're mapping your route, it's going to be shorter than that because you're not going to run the route that it says there. Your Garmin is certainly all of your satellite based GPS devices do a mile on the track. And every one of your miles is going to be a different distance if you look at your watch. So all of that is arbitrary and random anyway. So 
Um, but but it goes back to the point of you do need to listen to your body, and the only way that you listen to your body is to go back to your very first point, Kristen. You need some silence. You need some quiet. You need quiet in your own inner space of, of what's going on psychologically. You need some quiet to the ground of your being, to what is really important to you in this world. Your family is important to you. Your work and what you do for work, why is it important to you? Your choice of running. We've done episode after episode, and I have talked ad nauseum about finding your running purpose. What a wonderful time to spend. You've, I've got, there are resources on in this podcast, on the Running on Purpose podcast. Some of these episodes are about how to help you learn to get your running purpose. These are great times to do that, to ground yourself in what really matters in your world and use that space to push out to do the other things that you want to do once life, assuming life, gets back to any semblance of normal. Yeah, I think a couple of other things, too, that I that have really helped me through all of this that I really leaned into, um, one, ditching my watch, and two, doing more trail running, um, because that's a place where we can be that's safe and also quiet. Um so doing more. It's also nature. It is nature, and we are, we are, we are natural humans. Come from nature, not from cities. Right, and 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 one of the best things that you can do for your immune system and for your gut health is to be in different environments and breathe in, breathe in all of the microbes that exist in those different environments. Um, but I think going back to stillness and going back to quiet, I think it's you know. How often do we wake up and turn on the news or turn on music while we're driving or listen to a podcast? And I really do, or put on music when we go run in, there's nothing wrong with any of those things. They can all be fun and informative and beneficial, but really finding some space and time right now to not do any of that and just sort of, like you said, reflect on um, your running purpose. Like, why are you doing this? Why are you here? What is your purpose in running? What is your purpose in life? Have you been laid off from a job? Because of all of this, do you even like that job? Can you use this time to figure out how to get into another job? Can you, like, we have the time and space right now to, some of us have the time and space right now to make different choices. Like, lean into that, utilize that. And if you do like your job and you've been, you're working from home or you've been temporary, temporarily laid off or whatever it is, how can you go deeper into what you love? How can you do that more, be more effective? Um, yeah. I don't know. It's kind of just where I'm sitting with all of this is taking, taking time to really reflect on what's important and, and like what the fuck all of this means because it's scary and it feels, you know, we were out walking today and it's like, it feels like I'm in the twilight zone. And I think about, too, my daughter. I've scheduled my, well, before when I had a job a week ago. I scheduled my work so that I can spend a lot more time with my daughter. And one of the regrets that I carry with me, that I will carry with me forever, is that you know, I started running seven days postpartum 
and I started training hard shortly thereafter. And every morning I woke up and every morning I trained hard. And I remember doing long runs, listening to teammates complain about being tired, knowing that I had woken up eight times in the night to nurse or to whatever. And that's cool. And that sounds like hardcore. And there is part of me that's like, yeah, I did that. That's cool. But I have so much regret for not just being more present in that super special time with her. Um, I wish I would have been more present. And I am so encouraged right now by all of the people. You know, we we run the same routes and we walk the same routes all of the time. And I never see kids outside playing in our neighborhood. I never see parents on bikes with their kids. And lately, parents are on bikes with their kids. Parents have been out hiking in the woods with their kids. Like, I am seeing people spend time with their children in ways that they didn't do before. You know, one of my teammates said that he and his wife um, went on a bike ride together and they hadn't done that in 15 years. They went to the grocery store together. Like, how can you go more into that? When's the last time you did a jumping jack or climbed a tree? When's the last time you rolled on the ground with your kid? When's the last time... You play tag or hide and seek with your kids. And I'm not saying maybe a lot of you do this, but maybe a lot of you don't have time or maybe you're too tired because you have to work all the time or you run too much, like whatever it is, like no, there's no judgment there, but we do have an opportunity to look at that. Well, that's what this, that's what this episode really is about is us literally running tape I, I ran tape saying, let's just get down on, mm. let's just get down some of our thoughts and share them with people so they can get a feel for just to hear two people talking through this process. But we knew what we really wanted to tell people was this was an opportunity. And I don't diminish the absolute life-changing circumstances that are happening. But I also know from my personal experience, <laughs> resilience is the most important thing we can have when we are dealing with massive catastrophic change and stress. You must be resilient, and the best way to gain resilience is to not give in to fear, to not spend time and space worrying about the things you cannot control. You know how to control your, your federal, your government is telling you how to control and what you need to control from a controllable standpoint. So listen to them. They're, they are giving us good advice. Whether this turns out to be a bigger deal or a smaller deal doesn't really matter. What matters is that we need to take the time to be safe. So once you've got, and, and Yes, you may have stresses from about what's going to happen with your work, what's going to, but you can't do anything about those things right now. Look at the things you can manage and what you can change and what you can handle and what you can deal with and deal with them and deal with them soon, like tomorrow or the next day. Most of you have probably already done that. Almost everybody shat their pants, freaked the fuck out. First off, they all denied. This is crazy. This is not. That's what I did. I was angry about Boston being canceled. I'm going to run my first Boston in my 50th year. Oh, what a wonderful story. Now it seems so selfish. 
It seems so selfish that all I could think about was what I wasn't going to get to do and how I could try to figure out some other way to do what I wanted to do. So fuck that. I'm just going to go make my own race. Like now I look at that and say, that's a, that's my normal operating way of doing things, but I just needed to take a deep breath, sit with things for a little bit and try to figure out how I could process this information to do the best that I could do. And now I sit here and say, what other opportunities do I have? What did we do today? We worked on, we did some yoga. We worked on um, animal flow because we're looking at ways that we can move our bodies that might be more advantageous and things that we can add into our, so we're looking at it as an opportunity. And that's what I think people need to do. You need to figure out your specifics, your specific circumstance, Deal with those things to get them where they need to be to the best of your ability and prepare for more change if you can. And then act. Act in hope. Act in doing something. And dream. This is a time to dream. You have an opportunity to think about what you really want to do because no one's asking for all of your time. Now, there are some of you who are not in that space. And again, if you're in that, not in that space, then I thank you because you're doing hard work for the rest of us. But those, the rest of us who do have window, we need to use it effectively. Yeah, for if you find yourself saying like, oh, I'm, I'm so bored, I'm so bored. First of all, I do not understand people who are bored. Like, Yeah, I don't have I, a whole lot of respect yeah, for Yeah, I don't understand how you can be bored. But um, reach out to your community i mean where can you volunteer who needs help are there parents who are working from home but are stuck without child care and they have a kid or two or three or four like can you help can you prep meals for people like what can you do to help the people in in your community if you're so bored and you can't find another show on netflix to watch like how can you be of service? And maybe that doesn't mean you leaving your house. Maybe that means like, like I called my grandma the other day and sometimes talking to her drives me bananas because she talks and talks about really not anything, but like, what the hell else is she going to do right now? So I just listen. Like, can you do that? Can you, can you call friends who maybe just need you to talk on FaceTime with their kids for a few minutes so they can take a shower? Like or connect with your family that's living in other states that you don't get the chance to talk to and spend time with. Yeah. To talk about issues that need to be addressed or need to be managed or just to be there for people. There are, there are, and you can feel that, Kristen. You feel across the internet a strong hug a strong mm-hmm. a strong sense of people putting their arms around each other and arms around our industries and arms around um the challenges that we are finding you know you're a massage therapist you have had an overwhelming amount of support for the challenges that your job brings and what happens when you can't do your job and and so you there those those you you recognize the humanity and the amount of love and respect that really is out there and that you can feel yeah and and i feel like we're all feeling and seeing that um the number of people who have reached out to me to ask how they can help my industry and those of us who have been impacted by by our by our jobs being suspended or taken away 
so that has been so beautiful and, and so humbling to experience and to witness. And then you also see people doing it with their local businesses, with asking for people to support, to buy gift cards. You see it with people continuing to support restaurants who have been so hard hit. Um, and you see it when people are like tipping 50 and 60% on takeout orders, even though that's not the, the normal protocol, like people are absolutely stepping up and it is so beautiful to witness because we don't, sometimes we lose sight of our humanity and our, our, uh, our connectedness and mm. our ability to love one another in, especially in this political climate that is, divide so divided and sometimes so full of anger and and it's I don't know it's just been so beautiful to to watch how people are are putting their arms around one another strangers friends if there's something positive to take away from all of this that is certainly one one of the positive things yeah people are being forced as to, to pull this full circle, people are being forced to slow down. And that slowing down has also made us realize our interconnectedness. And um, I'm thankful for the ways and means that we have to stay connected, that we have um, the ability to get and see each other's faces, that we have the ability to um, communicate with people, and, and that we have the ability to do a variety of different other modalities of work because someone can download uh, a, a video on uh, on doing yoga or some other activity that they may not have found time for. So um, hopefully you guys have found this episode as an episode of, of support and cheer, but also um, a little exhortation to not whining and crying in your soup, but to do something to get some silence and some quiet, to think about what's really important to you, um, to be optimistic and look at what you can change and what you can work on so that you can take this time, however long it is, to make effective change. The, the change that has been forced upon you, that you have the opportunity to make the most of that change that has been afforded, that has been afforded you and to do something with it. And to give yourself grace. To give yourself grace, to give your neighbors grace, to love yourself, to love, 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 and put your arms around everyone around you, maybe yeah. from a distance. <laughs> Even if it's in a distance, right? Yeah. So I do want to give one practical tip to anybody that's made it this far. This is a, this, in this episode, I'm going to do one thing you can do in the next week that will effectively change your running. For the better. So what I'm going to suggest is that you get deadly fucking serious about your strides. I mean deadly serious about it. What I mean by a stride is that you take the opportunity after a run has been completed, an easy run has been finished, and give yourself a little time to get recovered from it, maybe five minutes or so. Then try to find a flat, straight, location that's probably 50 60 70 meters long if you can make it grass all the better if your grass is a grass that you can take your shoes off and go barefoot even better and 
get serious with these strides. Do four to six of them. Line up. Get your face, your neck, your shoulders, your whole body relaxed. Take a deep breath and launch into your first stride. Build up, build up, build up, build up until you're approaching what feels fast. Hold that for five, six, ten seconds at the most. Then take your foot off the gas pedal and slowly get slower as you go along. Turn around and walk all the way back to where you started. By the time you do that, you're ready to do another stride. So be serious about your strides. Put intent to them. Don't just jam them in. If you've never done strides before, this is the first place that you create serious, serious health for the tendons, ligaments, and muscles that go up your kinetic chain that are so critical and crucial to every stride that you take when you're running. They're absolutely essential to your ability to have the best biomechanics that you can have. And the only effective way, I believe this with, this is coming from 45 years of running experience and 25 years of coaching experience, the only way to change your biomechanics is to fucking run fast. Most of us have the best biomechanics we can have when we run fast and we teach our body how to run faster by running fast. But it's crucial that you take full and complete recovery, that you don't get yourself up further than past 90 to 95% of effort, and that you take adequate amount of time to walk back from your stride to give yourself plenty of recuperation and recovery. If you are doing this barefoot and you have never run barefoot before, do two of these, but do two, two or three times a week. Why? Because you just need to get those tendons and ligaments and muscles ready for that kind of stress. There's going to be a lot of stress on your body. If you will add this component with intent to your running program, and you will keep strides in your program once a week, twice a week, for the next six to nine months, the game the, this is the greatest game change you can make for your running in the long term. And when is there a better time to do it than right now? Because when you're doing your runs, you're not rushed to immediately run off to go do something else. Like almost all of our runs, we don't have time for strides. We don't have time to do the little things because we have, we've sandwiched it into a tiny little window. Here's the time for you to do one key thing that will absolutely effectively change your running in the long term if you add it now and you keep it in your program. As always, if you have any questions, Sisson at tellusrunning.com and we'd love to hear from you. Hopefully you're doing well. Stay safe and Godspeed.